0: Previously on Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. One big frame picture shows a very, very large burly man with a great big bushy beard. And he is hoisting on his shoulders a very young gnome girl. And they're both smiling so wide. Oh god, this is Bottle's dad, isn't it? And the guildmaster stands up from his desk. Hate to do this to you, but um, this is it. Bottle, she's going to run and go right up to the guildmaster. And he is just going to... Point his wand at her, and you hear him say the word "flee." He really just made her run. That was it. I'm Does... gonna finish this. I'm gonna hit him with some magic missiles in the head, and he falls to the ground dead.
1: I'm gonna rip that bandana off his goddamn face.
0: You realize that you recognize this face. It is the face of the man you saw in the photo with Bottle.
2: <gasps> we totally just killed the ex police chief. We
0: this just is the ex police chief, Manly.
1: Two, two boys on each other's shoulders in a trench coat
0: how is he no
1: how is he so tall
0: he was big in the photo oh
1: i thought, I he, thought was he was a dwarf
0: no 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 he was a bit no the new Not police chief is dad. a dwarf.
2: yeah yeah no the old police chief is oh. the father figure
1: no i know but i thought they were both
2: no the photo
1: is like a, i gotta go a big clay has gotta dude. go Clay, Clay now knows that Bottle is oh
0: going to murder God. them and they need to Oh, my leave. God. You yeah, Oh, my leave. God. You recognize this and start having a little panic. Uh, Craig, you're wearing the hat now. Uh, I'm taking put it off back. the hat. Put
1: it I'm back. taking off the hat. Put it back. I'm keeping the rod. I'm no, putting no, the hat on no, his no, head. No, no, I'm no, keeping no, the no, rod.
0: The, um... Oh, okay. Never mind.
1: Put the bandana back on.
0: You put, put the hat back and back the bandana back on. Back you on. actually see behind you Bottle has started to walk over. And she start just picking goes, up some of
1: the rocks
2: and put
0: it on. <laughs> she uh, just starts smashing his face.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's
0: like, I don't know, I really fucked I him up a, with that last magic miss. I
1: get a really bottle. sharp rock and start shaving. Uh,
0: she starts walking over and she's like, a, cork, Cork's okay. He's, he's s- taking a little rest. I'm gonna stop her. And I'm gonna uh, you think the, very fucking hard about you know the meme, about to do? You know the meme of uh, how to talk to short people?
1: Yes. I'm gonna do the
0: wrong way, and I'm gonna squat down. you lean all the way over? (laughs) No, I'm gonna... Are you doing this? Yeah, I'm gonna level with her, and I say, Bottle? Yeah. Before you go any further. Okay. We didn't know. What, about, like, the crystal thing? I can't believe what that thing did. Like, it's... Is this guy dead, or what? Bottle. What? We didn't know. She's kind of, like, smiling a little bit. Like, she was kind of smiley as she came up. She's like, what are you talking... What? what is going I just, on?
2: I just point over
0: to the body. And Craig is just going to stand up and just walk over to Cork or something. Okay, she heads over to the body, and she looks a little worried, and she pulls the bandana down, and... ...doesn't say anything. She doesn't... ...know... ...what to say. And she goes... "What? Is, ...what is this? We don't know. And she starts... ...like, after a... ...very long moment... ...she... ...starts like... ...feverishly like... ...looking through his coat. And like... ...tears the bandana off... ...and the hat... ...and starts like... ...shaking it out... ...and looking. And she looks particularly around like his neck. And she finds like a brass key on a chain and she just chucks it and she's looking and she's looking and she's looking. And that's what she's doing right now. She's feverishly can I, looking. Can for I something. grab the key? Yeah, you you grab the key. She just tossed it on the ground.
1: Can I compare it
0: with my key? Uh it's it's much older and much grosser looking. Your key kind of almost looks like the key to the mountain in the Hobbit. Oh, um, that sort of deal. With the sort of script on it, but she's she's just feverishly looking through this clothes. She's not looking at you. She's not paying attention. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to that key.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can keep it. it, I can keep it. Yeah,
0: I can. Keeper of the keys. Yeah, but she's she's tearing through this guy's. What are you? uh, What are you looking for? (sighs) There's got to be one of those crystals. Those red. um, If they control people, they're 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 bottled. They're like it's got to be what. There's no crystal. That was him. That was all him. And she just... No, no, I just... I don't understand. I, how could... What is... How could he do... What is going on? I think we need to
1: back up a little bit.
0: I think we need to give Bottle some breathe. Well, I meant... I meant...
1: I meant... Uh, storytelling-wise... As in, like, I don't know if this is the place, but I was going to ask, like, who is this directly? Because she doesn't know right. that we know cool. and went into the place. Well, she
2: she She, she knows does that we know because we just said we didn't know.
1: So she knows that we know
2: who he is.
1: That he's important to her. She yes. probably at least knows, she can she can at least
0: that, knows that, that she that you know he was the ex-police chief.
1: Yes. So, I, can I, uh, Clay says, who, who, um, who, we, we know, we know that he was the ex-police chief, but who was he to you?
0: And she is just looking at him, just face completely dull, and just goes, I don't know. And after a moment, you see her brow furrow, and she rushes at this body. And she just is beating it and beating it and beating it and beating it, and beating it in the chest, in the face. And Can
3: I pick her up? No,
0: no, no, no. You, you go to let approach her, her but, her but as you sort of approach her, you actually see a very large, burly arm reach past you and catch her shoulder. Oh. And you turn. you see it's cork. Who is breathing very heavily and wincing with every breath. And he turns her around and she's just got tears streaming down her face. And she just looks at him and they lock eyes and breathe for a moment. And she just rushes to him and hugs him very tight. Tight.
1: Tight. We gotta go.
2: Um... We gotta hey. give Cork this goop juice. We do. Yeah. and we
0: gotta get. And the we fuck gotta
1: go back here. to the tree, and then get
0: the fuck out of here. Okay. As you uh, sort of are kind of looking at each other, contemplating, uh, Clay, you you kind of look off the side in your peripheral. You actually see uh, in the corner of the room near where you entered. You re-recognize that door. There was a small room in this. Oh in yeah this room. yeah yeah yeah. Oh Uh-oh. yeah. It's... Oh, Clay, did you get a key? I did get it. So you're, you're gonna head over, you're gonna go to the straight to the door? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, Bottle and Cork are just embracing. Embr- they're just there for right now. Um, and you head over to the door, Clay, are you guys both going with her? Yeah. Or no. them, sorry? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It, they, them, theirs. The fucking the-
0: big orc. Um a big irk. You, you both go over to the door. Uh, you all three go over to the door. You insert the brass key and sure as shit, it opens the door. Um, as you open it, you see inside is a very humble-looking living quarters with a bed and a oh, desk. Fuck. Um The desk is a little bit cluttered. The bed is neatly made. There's a little rug in here. Um... Uh, and as you guys sort of open this and see, you hear behind you Bottle kind of like talking to Cork a little bit. Uh-huh. You can't really hear what she's saying. But after a moment, Cork turns and heads downstairs mm-hmm. to the same room where the chief and the tree were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and Bottle has appeared sort of behind you. And she goes, uh, okay, are we doing this? I'm uh, gonna get an investigation check on this room, and more importantly, uh, are there any pictures? Crit fail. It's a crit fail. You've oh. got tears in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's cutting. There's onions. something in my yeah. eye. You. Uh, so yeah, you head into the room, and you see the the most sort of interesting thing, I guess, about this room is the very cluttered desk, uh, and you can see this desk tacked up above it are some child's drawings. Uh, there's a handwritten birthday card, <laughs> and a small slip of paper that is separated into different categories. It says sprint, hurdles, wall climb, stuff like that. And there's different times attributed to each. Oh, there's Jesus. another one for combat proficiency. It's all labeled with nines and tens, nine points something. Uh, some other papers you see uh that are like news bulletins uh warning of the danger of entering the forest. And missing person posters that are dated about six years ago. Um, sitting on top of the desk, you see among sort of the cluttered random papers, uh, a small chest and a journal. I'm gonna grab the chest. <laughs> of course <laughs> you are. You you open the chest and inside you find another six hundred gold pieces. Take so I, I want that journal. Nope. I'm taking it. You're you're all gonna split these, <laughs> the way that's the way it's gonna work. Um, sorry about this. <laughs> It's, well, the party now has another six hundred gold pieces. Oh, so are, are we going to split these six hundred chests the, le, each? Or that's up to you. But later. does that, yeah. <laughs> <Hagen-Daz laughs> That's gonna... literally God. Okay. So you also see the journal sitting on top of the desk. I would like to read the journal. Okay, Hagen does you hop up on the chair. I don't think Craig can handle this, Here so he's going to go downstairs. <laughs> Craig, like actually, Craig's going to go downstairs. Craig's <laughs> leaving. Yeah. Craig's going downstairs with where Cork went. Yeah. Fucking cool. Uh, you open this journal, and you see there's a lot of pages that are just kind of one word, a few words, whatever, but the sort of main entries that you see are dated, they're about halfway through. There's actually a small, like, dog ear where they start. And it's not too far from the last journal, you see about eight entries. The first entry says, I am so close to finding the Thieves' Guild. I know it's in the forest, I just don't know how to get to it could have found it by now if Officer James hadn't organized the officers against me. If I can't send anyone into the forest, we'll never find the guild and these thieves will continue to evade us. I'll have to find someone willing to risk it. And Entry 2 is dated a few days later, and it just says, Bottle is missing. The next entry, it's been three days. I still can't find her. I'm afraid she's gone off into the forest. No officer is willing to go in to help me find her. I'm going in myself. The fourth entry is much longer. It says, I tried to get through the forest for days, but kept ending up back where I started. Was just about to give up when a miracle happened. She came back. She was being carried by a giant, horrible monster. Damn near scared me to death. I thought she was dead. I drew on it and it reached out to hand her to me. Never seen anything quite like that before. I took her and she just said that she was sorry. I held her close, told her all that mattered was she was safe. I don't deserve this little girl. The monster tried to follow us home. I tried to shoo it, but Bottle wouldn't have it, good enough for me. After dinner I let it stay in the living room, at least for the night. I took Bottle to her room and let her rest. I woke up in the middle of the night to loud stomping noises and caught the monster standing outside her door, keeping watch. I'm glad that she's home and that she's apparently got some kind of guardian angel. But I will not lose her again. My search for the guild has to continue in secret. And the next few dozen entries are spaced months and years apart. Half of the entries are referencing good days with Bottle, went to the park, etc. And the other half are tactics for trying to enter the woods. And one of the more recent ones, dated about a month ago, says, I found it. After years and years of work, I finally found the Thieves Guild. I fought my way into the ruined temple and was not prepared for what I saw. In the center of the temple was a massive tree creature being drained of some kind of strange glowing sap. No doubt the cause of this forest sickness. At the head of the operation I saw a man. I'll never forget this man for as long as I live. He wore a long dark cloak and a full mask. His eyes burned a fiery red. Oh, fuck. Just as I was about to end him, I was attacked from behind by a pair of monstrous toad creatures. They got the better of me and I woke up to see him standing over me. I prepared myself for death, but instead he spoke to me. I heard his voice in my mind. Instead of offering me death, he offered me a job. I was to take control of this guild for him while he pursued other goals. And if I refuse? I asked. His answer made me wish he had just killed me. Because your daughter's life depends on it. That night, I tendered my resignation and left. I never told her where. It's better this way. I'd already lost her once. I was not going to lose her again. Entry number six dated two days ago. Had to send a kenku out to the artificers to procure a crate. I knew Leon. He was always kind to Bottle. For the first time, I dared ask why. The masked man said, Because if the actor won't cooperate, he can provide useful in other ways. I remembered why I don't ask. Entry 7 was dated yesterday. I saw a Bottle in the forest. She managed to find the temple after all. Guess that shouldn't come as a surprise. She was with three others. People I had never seen before, mercenaries perhaps. I was proud of her, but I knew I couldn't let her come back. If she didn't have a guide, maybe she wouldn't be able to find her way back. I did the only thing I thought I could. I took her guardian angel from her. Guess that makes me the devil. And the final entry was dated this morning. And it's addressed to you. To the To the three people I saw with Bottle. The masked man told me you'd be back. Oh, fuck. I regret terribly what I've done to Cork, but all I can do is what I'm told. Maybe that makes me a coward. If you're reading this, I only hope you killed me. If Bottle ever finds out, tell her I'm sorry. that is the last entry in this journal. Good thing I'm
2: downstairs. I just want to close it and just walk out
0: and give it to her. Okay. And I'm going to go downstairs, too. All right, you turn and you hand her the journal, and you leave. Clay, you're still in the room with her. What do you want to (laughs) do?
1: Um... Ugly. Oh boy. Uh, why did you leave me in here with her? Um, <laughs> you
0: turned and your friends were gone.
1: Uh, um. Is there even anything else to look for in here?
0: Uh, You can run an investigation check if you want to. Okay. Twelve. Yeah, you don't see anything else really of note.
1: All right. So I'm going to put my hand out and do the most awkward like t- attempt at attack pat on the on the shoulder okay and i'm gonna say we'll be outside okay like the room not the not the i think she knows yeah the
0: very last pat she grabs your hand and kind of pats it on her shoulder a little bit and let's go and as you start walking out of the room you see her sit on the bed and open the journal
1: fellas we gotta go get that tree
0: Okay, you guys. You guys have already started to head downstairs at this point. Mm-hmm. I say that to an empty room. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, all right then. As you guys have started to head downstairs, Craig, you said you took a little sit down for a minute, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are all relatively heading downstairs. Uh, Clay is lagging behind, but as Clay exits the room, the whole room begins to shake. Oh,
1: God. Please, Jesus. Little
0: small bits of stone begin to fall from the ceiling. The whole temple feels like it's about to collapse. What (laughs) You you all head downstairs. You're you're downstairs at this point, and you see that the treant has smashed through the wall and left through the rest of the temple and into the clearing. This is fine. Do we see him? You see it kind of (laughs) uh... like, you see it kind of walking away a little bit. And Chief James is standing there in the massive hole in the wall, just like arms waving, panicking. (gasps) And Bottle rushes down the stairs and says, well, what is going on? And James just looks at him and says, I I told him not to go smash him through the wall. (laughs) And Bottle goes, well, how is he supposed to get out? How did he even get in here in the first place? And James goes, I don't know. The DM forgot, I guess. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Is there
1: any more goop juice around? Uh,
0: you see, That's my there's some. Yeah, you you filled it back up. Okay. I'll say, you know, oh, yeah. you filled up the goop. Cool. Uh, you, you see some dry, <laughs> dryish puddles on the ground. Most of it's been like Do you want to split up. this bottle of goop that I got? Or actually, you know, what? You see that really as you're running out it. of the apparently collapsing temple. Oh yeah, we uh, yeah let's run first. Okay, you guys get outside with no. There's a clear path for you to get outside back to the front. Um, Wait, but what about the four men in the? As you leave, you see the four. <laughs> you see, you look over to the, see like that little housing. Yeah. Thing, the shack, and it just. Collapses, <laughs> just splurts a little blood out the walls. So, so we got to
2: kill four more on the way out,
0: just for fun, just because yeah. we didn't have enough. Um, can as we, you... you know, can we get uh, at the end of this episode after you edit it? Can we get a body count, please? <laughs> oh God, uh, no, <laughs> that's too much work. It's over twenty already. Oh, at least. Oh, at just, least. Just from this. Just from this. So you guys have gotten back outside, and you see the tree kind of standing in the middle of the of the square. Um, and it, like, you see, like, it's two main arm sort of limbs, like, stretch out, and it's whole, all of its limbs just kind of, like, shake, like he's stretching, like he was kind of cooped up. Hey. He kind of turns and he sees you guys. How you doing, buddy? He goes, uh, I tell you what, I'm not doing too bad. Oh my god. That's pretty good. (laughs) You are the little fellas who helped me out of that little bind, didn't you? Yeah.
1: I'm going to Clay, what's going on, man? What's going on with you? Well, I, got, I just got nothing to say, at all. I just gotta
0: say thank you, thank you, folks, so dang much for for getting me out of there. I was in a real pickle. You have no idea how long I've been in there. How long have you been in I there? I mean, we
1: have a rough idea. It's been about a year now. A year? Oh, that's a long time. Oh, yeah. Huh. And all right, bye. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Can you fix the fucking forest, please?
0: He, uh, well, he goes, uh, Oh, I was just about to, I mean, kind of spoiled a surprise, but I mean, just check it out. If you want to watch <laughs> and he turns and he, just... he he just like looks up at the sky and he goes, fucking Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, as he do that, you see,
1: um, oh my god!
0: You see uh, a bunch of those little pink orbs start coming out of the trees.
1: The very serious pixie who spoke to us. All of
0: the orbs start to dissipate, and you see like hundreds of pixies all fluttering in and they all fly up into the trees and one by one you see little lights in the tiny little village it's in my hair
1: it's in my hair <laughs> the
0: tiny little house yeah in his tree cap oh my god tree cap they all start to light up and you see that very last pick, the, the pixie that you guys talked to yes earlier just comes up and, and thanks you very sincerely. We give her a little high five. She, she fucking slaps you back. It's as great. She, and she fucking goes flying back. <laughs> no, no, she's way stronger. You go flying back. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Uh, you, she, and she flies back up into the things. And as soon as the last pixie flies up into the branches, all of the lights in the little tiny village oh, start to glow a little bit brighter. And the tree enters. turns and it goes, I just, again, I want to say thank you folks so, so much. I tell you what, if you're ever traveling, you make your way to the Soulwood Forest. Go, you go try to find my brother Barkley. My name's Gnarls. Oh Oh my god! Ah. And he turns back around and all of the lights in the trees start to illuminate brighter and brighter and brighter until you are basically blinded with a bright pink light. And then all we hear is...
3: Blinded by the light! (laughs)
0: That's the music that's playing in this whole scene, it's beautiful. Uh. Uh, And as your eyesight returns, all of the mist from the forest is completely gone. And you see little tiny pink lights illuminating the canopies of the trees. Hey everybody, this is your Dungeon Master, Michael Bradley. I just wanted to hop in in the middle here to say thank you so much for listening to I believe is episode 9 of chapter 2 of Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. We're wrapping this chapter up. I think we only got one more episode uh, before we get on to uh, the new stuff on to chapter 3. But uh, thank you so much for, for sticking with us so far. Uh, it's been really, really, really great to see the response from people. Just wanted to let you guys know that... Uh, We have got officially, we have for a few weeks now, but I figure I should mention it one more time. We have got our first official bonus episode up. It is the backstory for Craig. And you can listen to that if you just check out our Patreon, just Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives on Patreon. Uh, We have a lot of awesome reward tiers, one of which is uh, access to all of our bonus content. Uh, I would say definitely go check that out because we are, I think, going to be recording another bonus episode today or tomorrow, so we'll get that up super, super quick. Uh, so there'll be uh, two pieces of bonus content quickly followed by a couple of more that we've got planned, so that'll be super fun. Everybody, please check us out on Facebook, uh, Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. we got an awesome page there. Uh, I'm thinking of starting a group for discussions and stuff like that, so uh, keep a lookout for that in the future. If you would like to get your name on the show as a character, please uh, tweet about us, uh, tell a friend, let us know that you told a friend using the Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives hashtag, hashtag DDDivesCast. Or just tweet at us, uh, at DDDivesCast on Twitter. You could get your name as a character in the show, like... Chief James, that is James Wipert on Twitter. Thank you very much, James. Chief Manley, that's Dave Manley on Twitter. Thank you very, very much, Dave. And uh, somebody who you have not met quite yet, but you will a little bit later in this episode, that is Dean Callum. That's for Callum Allison, Allison Towers on Twitter. Thank you guys so, so very much for all the support and spreading the word. We really, really, really appreciate it. All right, well, that's about all I got for you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please stay tuned for the next episode. I know this one came out a little bit late. Thank you for your patience. Uh, Next episode should be out uh, this Saturday. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. See you then. Bye. And you can see the forest very clearly now. Uh, one more thing. And the tree is fucking gone. It just vanished.
1: I don't mean to discriminate against people who live in trees, but you don't happen to know how to make cookies, do you?
0: (gasps) That's actually a good point. That's good. You you hear one go like,
1: I mean, it's a tree. We can't exactly have ovens.
0: That's, that's... (laughs) I appreciate your candor.
1: Uh, stay safe. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, you are And all then the, the bear from <laughs> the forest just <disappears>. Thanks guys. <laughs> so you are course, You are
0: standing in this clearing. The temple does not collapse. Oh. Uh, the little housing development next to it did. All the wooden shit that was on the temple just like good. on the ground. Do you guys want to just sit for a second? Oh. Throw some rocks at this building cuz I could uh, I could use a good bro sesh right now. Do you mind if we uh, sit here for a minute? Oh, but, uh, Cork is Cork has already sat down. The chief is I'm like i talking to the tree. The tree is gone. The tree's vanished. Oh. Yeah. He he left to go with his brother. Right.
1: Yes. I forgot. Uh,
0: But yeah. Fucking. um, The chief is on the fucking ground. Okay. Cool. And he's just like. Oh God. That was the fucking worst thing I've ever had to do. And Bottle is still. She's still reading this journal. And Cork is just kind of like looming over her while it's happening, almost like he's reading too, but he clearly he doesn't know how to fucking read. Hey. Can I
1: meter her out the goop, Mr. HD? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, you, you guys, you guys all meet her out the goop and heal yourselves. Essentially, are we all healed? Okay, you're gonna rest after this anyway, but um, you're, you're you're fine. Hey, Mr. HD, hmm. do you want to? Uh, you want to take some shots at this building with some fucking. Which bolts, Which are bolts magic. and magic? Yeah, let's fucking witch bolt let's this going. You guys, you guys work. do. You just start pounding away at this building. What does Clay want to do? Clay sees these two fucking boys just having a day, and you see, you know, Cork and Bottle over there commiserating over this journal. What do you want to do? I walk over there to Cork and Bottle. Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do? Uh, you
1: guys. Uh...
0: Uh, Cork, like, has a hand on Bottle's shoulder, and she's just, like, transfixed by this journal, and Cork just looks up to you and, like, like, one solitary nod. I'm sorry about the,
1: uh, the neck, the neck thing.
0: And Cork just, like, puts a hand up and goes, like, 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 ah, don't fucking worry about it. Forget about it. Hey, Cork. He, he turns to look at you. And I just do some dancing lights. He's just like... okay, okay And right. then I turn them into witch bolts and throw them at the building. <laughs> and he, his eyes light up. He nods like... Yes, yeah! I'm for that. <laughs> uh, but he's not, he's not like moving. He's not doing
1: anything. He fucking loved it. All right. But yeah,
0: you guys kind of spend the next, you know, maybe... 15, 20 minutes, just kind of hanging out, having a nice Burning little... Burning the shit Yeah, just Burning fucking the it up. Down. Yeah, you guys collapse it eventually. That's it wasn't what we're very trying to sound. That's fine. Bottle a has high kind five. of finished and is, you know... is actually talking to the chief. Bottle is talking to the chief a little bit. You know, she's having her sort of time. Clay is introspecting <laughs> somewhere. Uh, Cork is fucking around. You guys have, like, a nice little, like, evening in yeah. the park. Yeah, you guys just hang out and play frisbee and stuff like that. We play frisbee with some dancing lights. Yeah. We play we play monkey in the middle with cork. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and when you guys are ready, you head home. Yeah, let's head, head back, back to, to town. All right. Uh, as you guys head back to town, it's it's become evening at this point. Yeah. You just had like a nice little park party for about an hour. Um, in the main square, you see the shops have all begun to close up. Uh, and the stage is being prepared for Dirk's performance. Is that now? Which is in an hour.
1: <gasps> oh you see wait.
0: them kinda of going all over the place. The um is there anywhere you would like to visit right now?
1: Uh,
0: uh do you guys want to Garfield? Oh yeah, Garfield. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah.
1: want to, but I You guys
0: yeah. uh, you guys check out the Brook Brookstone. Show. The Brook Show's already dark. Nice. You see a note on the front door that says, I'll be at the show tonight, signed G. Oh, okay, so we have to go to the show. We're going to the show. We're going to the show. Okay, so the show isn't for, like, another hour sure. or so. So let's so, hit up Leon's. As you guys, Yeah, as you guys are hanging out, Bottle comes up to you, and she just goes, I, she's feeling a little bit better now. She's had kind of her talk with the chief, and she's hanging out in the, she was hanging out in the park. She goes, I just want to thank you guys all again for helping me get Cork back. Could we give her a big group hug. You do, in the middle of her, Sentence and she's like oh, okay I mean no we were gonna get to that but okay uh, and she goes uh, I just I don't know what I would do without this guy um, could you guys do me one more favor yeah could y'all let Leon know that I'm okay I I said some not great stuff earlier when I was upset I think, probably deserved it <clears throat> I think well, well I mean that's I mean yes but I think you should go in bottle she's like I I don't. Uh, know if I'm there yet. Bottle. But, listen, I'll be along shortly. Cork and I are gonna head back with Chief James and and do what I can only imagine is a sickening amount of paperwork. Oh, yeah. And James just goes, oh, you have no fucking (laughs) ID. Sure. And Bottle goes up to each of you, gives you a big hug, goes up to Craig, big hug. Uh, Goes up to Sir Hagenaz, big, big ol' hug. And goes up to Clay and gives him a huge, huge hug. And... Whispers to you, just says, thank you, Clay. And as soon as Bottle turns away, Cork rushes in and gives you a huge fucking hug, Clay. Uh, Picks you up, and then goes and gives Sir Hagenaz a hug, and then goes and stares at Craig expectantly. And then Craig (laughs) gives him a big hug. Okay. He hugs you back. Yes! Okay. Uh, And Bottle, Chief James, and Cork head back off toward the clink. Take me with you. (laughs) So you guys all want to head back to Leon's shop? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I have a question.
2: Yes. Can the rest of the town now, like, miraculously see that there's no mist around this forest?
0: Um, I mean, if they were to go to the forest, yeah, Yeah. they'd see that there was no issue anymore.
1: (laughs) We should just run through the guys going, just in case you all wanted to know, forest's fine now. You're welcome. You
0: do that and you see a guy over there go,
1: oh, thank God. And
0: <laughs> the other couple hundred people are just walking like, what the fuck? Shut up. <laughs> what for <laughs> uh, So you guys go back to Leon's shop. Yeah. You guys head inside. Uh, it, it's a little bit dim in there like he was trying to start locking up. Uh, and you enter it and he is sitting behind the counter. He hops up from behind the seat and runs up to greet you guys. And he goes, uh, how, how did it go? You, you're back. Everything's fine uh cork
2: bottle the captain everybody the chief they're oh, they're all fine th-
0: thank god uh, uh, uh this maybe isn't the, the time but what about the 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 trinkets the dirk actwell's magic items we didn't find anything Oh, uh, well I, I i i can't say i'm I'm surprised but, but but thank thank you so much for for trying
1: uh the ex police chief was the guy what guy the 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 big guy oh my and uh he's he's not anymore
0: i see Uh, is is does bottle know yep is she all right she'll probably come see you she
2: wanted
1: to say she's sorry uh, I, I, Did you really I'll have to f- say it like that?
0: Yeah, I, it, it would've been even more awkward if I didn't. <sighs> I'll, 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 I'll. I have to tell her the same when she gets back. But Cleon. Uh, yes. Goat. I mean, I, I mean, she'll know. I'm, I'm, I have a shop.
1: I mean. She's... Oh, hey!
0: Can you f- let us know what these are now? And I bust out the amulet. You brought the other collar. Uh, no, the... he had your amulet. He was—he he oh. was, uh, was—he was—he was doing it. Oh, do you know what that is yet? he he, he goes. Oh, I, I'm glad that you remembered. I, I had nearly forgotten. Yes, I have news about this amulet that you've left. Me. What it be, Big L? Now I have made a fascinating discovery. Uh, I could not figure out why I had no record of it in my big book of magical artifacts, TM. Uh, <laughs> it is not an enchanted object at all. What it is. In fact, it. it and as he's about to say it, the, you hear the door chime behind you, and in comes. Yeah, I go into kung fu books. Yeah, in comes Randy.
3: Randy. Randy,
0: Dirk's manager. Yeah, oh, manager. fuck off, Randy! And Ew. Leon, uh, or, or and I Rand- look at him and I say, "Randy, get the heck out of here, man!" What? And Randy goes, "Excuse me, Leon. Excuse. Leon, time is up. Mister Actwell is on in one hour, and he simply cannot perform without his objects." And Leon just goes, "The artifacts are gone, Randy. I apologize, but even my mercenaries were unable to recover them from the thieves." Who oh took no, them. we we know where they are. You know where they are? Well, we know. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> what happened to them? He goes, "Well, that's just lovely, but if I don't have <laughs> them right here, Could they're he... not very helpful, are okay. they?" Hey, uh, Randy, did yes? you ever try taking the stick out of your ass? Oh my good god. You know, I don't know how you know about that, but the doctor said <laughs> <laughs> The doctor said that if I did, I would die. So, maybe you should try dying. <laughs> The iron butt. <laughs> Leon goes. Yes, the artifacts are not here. They've been shipped off to God knows where. The, the peacekeepers will corroborate if you ask them. Yeah. And Randy just goes. I don't give a flying hoot, Leon. You have been paid and have failed to deliver. Leon, just give him the money back. What are you going to do to fix this? Man, just give him the money back. And Leon goes. Right, fine. And he he goes to hand him the money. And Randy goes. This doesn't help me. I need these objects. What are you going to do to fix this? Nothing. Leon, don't. We got your back, dude. And as you sort of say that, you hear the door chime behind you again. Who is Kung Fu Post again. Dirk. And you hear a voice behind you, and it says, "Uh, It seems to me that he's done all that can be done. Thank you, Dirk. You turn, and it's not Dirk. Oh, shit. You see a very large man that you've never seen before. Oh. And he's wearing academic robes. Oh. With a book under his arm. Oh. He moves past you towards Randy, and he goes, uh, what? Dumbledore. Essentially, no. He doesn't. Dumbledore. He doesn't have a great big bushy beard, though. All oh, right. Um, and Randy goes. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I help you with something? And this man goes. Yes, in fact. Uh, you can stop bothering this poor man. Now he's been the victim of a crime and has done far more than he's needed to to recover the stolen items already. And Randy just goes. Uh, who are you? And the man says, I'm a friend of Leon's. Leon is a very talented artificer, a true professional. <laughs> he would not attempt to swindle you over something like this. Certainly Mr. Actwell can survive one performance without his anti-divination magic. And Randy just, like, looks so confused. He's like, how did you... And the man says, what, what is Mr. Actwell attempting to hide anyway? A scandal? Gossip? Or perhaps something a little more damning? And Randy just... Mr. Actwell is a very cautious person, and and it's no one's business one way or the other. This man goes, oh, of course it isn't, but please do tell him that though his manager has been incredibly rude up to this point, we apologize for his unfortunate circumstances. And if he takes exception to the way events have transpired, he can come speak to me in my office at the university and Randy gets a little tongue-tied and kind of looks down sheepishly. Can everybody give me an Arcana check real quick? Yeah, we school boys now.
1: We're going to Hogwarts. Crit fail on Children. Craig.
0: I look at him and I just go, Oh! <laughs>
1: you
2: just get a headache. Ooh. Uh, that's a 25.
0: Jesus Christ. What did you what? get? A crit 20? A crit 20, 20. and okay. I have a plus 5. Here's the thing. This is my fourth. I have a pitches. 16. Let's go. I have. Yeah, yeah. Clay Clay, and Sir Hagenaz both pick up on this. Clay is not quite as magically minded. <laughs> Clay <laughs> and Craig could. Clay Bring just somehow somehow fucking up bad. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the middle
1: of Leon's shop. Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> My 12 foot arms. Really we'll start with Clay. Clay, you feel... There's magic in here. God damn it. Yeah, you feel some like weird energy coming off this dude. <laughs> Like, you don't know what it is, but you can tell it's probably some kind of magic. Probably. Sir hagen does with a crit 20, especially. I can't and not I give a you this. And I have a crystal necklace that's an arcane
2: focus. That's Ooh. just for casting
0: spells. Yeah, well, it makes me feel special. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, as he says this last sort of thing to Randy, come speak to me in my office at the university, etc. You can detect that he just used something similar to the spell suggestion. On Randy, it's so It might, might not exactly be that spell, but his really words ridiculous. had some magic in them. Um, and when you realize this, the instant that you two have the realization that some magic happens, the man actually turns to both of you and gives a little wink Ugh. and goes yeah. back to talking to Randy. Damn! Like he knows that you know something's up. What a fucking playa! Uh, and Randy just like uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just doing my job to keep Mister Actwell safe and comfortable. I'll. I'll go tell him the bad news. And the man goes, oh, excellent. And, and do wish Dirk the very best of luck tonight. I hear the audiences in Stoneacre can be quite discerning. And he turns and he gives another little smile to you guys. Uh, and he, like, he raises his eyebrows like, you guys are fucking good, all right. Um, and he gives a little warm smile to Randy and Randy skitters out the door. Uh, the man turns back to you guys And raises his eyebrows and and shrugs like, can you believe that fucking guy? Uh, And then he heads over to Leon. And Leon goes, my friend, what what impeccable timing. Uh, Thank you for helping deal with that mess. And the man just goes, Leon, I'm I'm sure he has a name. And they just start laughing. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Yeah, they laugh at each other. And then Leon remembers that you guys are there. And he just goes, oh, oh, yes, uh, my friends. Let me introduce you to a dear old friend of mine. This is Dean Callum the head of the Academia Arcanum. Uh, that is the College of the Arcane Arts right here in Stoneacre. I have enlisted his help in analyzing the amulet. And what it be? Uh, Callum takes a drink of water. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> Jesus. sorry.
0: Uh, Callum turns to you and he goes, uh, that is a very, very interesting artifact you guys have found. Uh, can you tell me where you found it, sort of the circumstances? We found it. Um, sort of similar to uh, you and Randy. I see. Oh, you picked up on that. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, sometimes one needs to use a little bit of persuasion to get people to leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me. I see that uh, that a few of you, all three of you, are quite magically minded. Um, we right. like so We, 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 cab- we dabble. <laughs> I just cast. Oh a yeah,
1: person. I dab. <laughs> all right.
0: And click dabs oh, again for the awesome. second time. Yeah, and uh, he goes. Uh, all right. Now, what, what are the what are the exact circumstances you found this uh, this amulet? So not good. We noticed that it is has making hey, uh, a couple of. Great. Can pick. I talk to you? for a second? Yeah, oh, what's up?
2: Yeah. Um. So, like every time we tell people <laughs> <laughs> what they want to know, it ends up like I don't know coming back to bite <laughs> us in the ass. So why don't we just give him like some very. Vague terms. We stole
0: it off
1: a dead kid. See
0: what happens. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are whispering to each other and he like kind of appears over you and goes, what you guys talking about? Um, oh, just talking about while, the they're, while they're, while
1: they're, while they're, I just, I just, while, uh, while they're doing whatever they're doing, do you mind looking at this for me really, really quick? Super quick? Wait, are you a key? Yeah.
0: Okay, you hand him the key and he goes, uh, well, to tell you the truth, um, this is a little bit more Leon's speed than mine.
1: Leon didn't know what the fuck it was either.
0: <laughs> Leon just goes, uh, uh, all I can tell is that it's, it's got some sort of old Elvish on it. And he looks at it he goes, uh, the, the, the man, uh, Callum, looks at it and he goes, uh, Oh, well, you know, this is, this is very interesting. This is um, a very ancient Elvish script. It, it, it resembles closely the Sylvan language. Are you, are you aware? What the fuck is a sylvan? Hey, language. Uh, Clearly, I don't know it. (laughs) He goes, uh, the sylvan language is a language spoken primarily among the fae, uh, or at least uh, the denizens of the fae wild. Uh, This is definitely an older form of it, so uh, I I have no idea where it would be used, uh, but it definitely has similarities to sylvan script. And he hands it back to you. Um... And it goes out. So, uh, where did you uh, find this amulet? Uh, we, just, we we were just doing a, a job, and we came across it in uh, in a in a in a drawer, and uh, you yeah. just kind of took it. Yeah. You got a problem with that? I mean, I'm not trying to step, but uh, you're all right, like you're trying to step, man. Okay, listen. Yes. You want to hug it out? <laughs> I, yes, and he gives you a big old hug. Aww. Uh, Aww. And then he kind of like pushes you off. And he goes. Uh, Do you have any idea what this sort of amulet? Uh, Leon has filled me in a little we've bit. We've noticed that it makes the wearer, uh, whenever you know one of us is wearing it, because uh, we've totally put it on, uh, it makes them aggressive, very aggressive, very interesting. Um, now listen. Uh, he he. And he, he. Opens up his book. He goes. I don't think you guys know what uh, sort of a special object you guys have. If we don't. That's why we came here. Well, I, yes. I mean, I was kind of going to get to it in a second. Please but God. He, he opens his book and he lays it on the table and he kind of beckons you to huddle around it. It's a lot of words, sir. Goes,
1: <laughs> I'm illiterate.
0: I mean, there's really not that It's mostly diagrams, but all right. It's a lot of pictures. Uh, and he goes, uh, Leon is a very capable artificer, but his expertise ends with magical artifacts. Uh, that's not a criticism. We all must focus our studies to truly master something. And just as Leon has mastered artificing, I like to think I am a master of arcane arts. Ooh, Uh, that sounds fun. What's that? I mean, magic. Oh, cool. And stuff like that. At least in some respects. Anyway. As soon as Leon showed me this crystal, I had a feeling. I knew what it might be. This, my friends, and he turns to a page, is a very special type of crystal known as a slad crystal. Slad? It's spelled S-L-A-A-D. Ooh, fun. And he turns to a page uh, that shows sort of a diagram of this crystal. Uh, and he says, an interesting thing about this type of crystal is that, in a way, it is actually not geological, but biological. There is a type of interplanar creature known as a slod. And he flips to another page, and he show, you, he, you see the picture as he describes it. He goes, basically a large, monstrous toad creature. And in circumstances, certain circumstances, they are born with this crystal in their brain. Uh. Now, The benefit of obtaining one of these crystals is that the slod can be controlled by whoever manages to get a hold of this crystal, provided it survives the crystal's extraction. Uh. If what you've said is true about the crystal uh, causing them to be uh, aggressive or acting in a manner contrary to the way they normally would act... Uh, then I have come to a very troubling conclusion. And what that? I was pausing for dramatic effect. Uh, it takes a very powerful wizard to, get, uh, to be able, able to even summon a slod, let alone remove its crystal. But I have never encountered a wizard who is able to alter it in such a way that he can enthrall other creatures with it. Usually the crystal is connected to the slod and nothing else. When the slot dies, the crystal becomes normal. When the crystal is destroyed, the slot cannot be controlled. I have never seen somebody able to alter the crystal itself. Ah, uh, yes, you're looking furtive, my orc friend.
1: Uh, is this some sort of philosopher's stone deal? Uh,
0: no, no, I don't know what that is.
1: I read a book about it once.
0: It's... What is that called?
1: Um, Slaring fraudder <laughs> and the philosophers
0: oh the the children's books yes okay yes I get i did that's I get you all right uh and he says I fear that you three have stumbled into something far more dangerous than you are perhaps prepared to handle uh now I don't know you folks but my advice to you is to Stay far away from whoever is in charge of all this. Well... And leave this to people better equipped to handle it. This is simply out (gasps) of your depth. What Uh, What did you uh, say? He goes, I'm just, I call it as I seize it. I seize it. This is simply out of your depth. Does this guy have a beard? No.
1: Then why should I believe (laughs) him?
0: Yeah. What kind of sorcerer doesn't have a beard? Let me ask you that. Well, not a sorcerer. I'm a wizard. Do you not know the difference? Oh, you bitch. Oh. oh, you bitch. You're lucky I don't. Because, <laughs> um, goes, uh, 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 do you folks have any, any questions? Yes. Um, do you take lessons from Larry? <laughs> Who is Larry? Or, uh, not Larry. What Larry. was that guy's name? Randy. The Randy? Did you take lessons from Randy? No. On how to have a stick up your ass. All oh right, that's good. That's fine. Can we? Please? I'm sorry, that was mean. That, that wasn't called for. I know you didn't mean that as an insult. No, oh, I know. Sorry. Listen, I, I understand insult. being intimidated. I'm not, not... in. Tim... dude, you're batting a thousand here, man. Does anyone have any questions, sort of, about this? Situation you find yourselves. In. Yeah. Uh, when are you going to leave so we can do the exact opposite of what you said? Well, I'll tell you. I, I, listen, my advice is is simply that advice. I'm not going to force right. you to do anything, but well, I we... just like to provide you with information. Thank take you. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you run a school. Yes. Do you do classes on sorcery? Well, no wizardry. It's just arcane sort of. I mean, anybody could take it, but it's arc the arcane arts. Well. Does Do you want to teach me some shit?
1: Oh, my
0: God. Well, all right, well, I mean, maybe if you enroll and manage to we make got, it into one of my classes, we'll... We got, um, we, we got not the time for that. All right. Any more questions? Wow. As my gnome friend, I see you contemplating something.
2: Yes. Um, in your experience and in your past, Done Great wealth of experience. <laughs> these slots and these gems. Mm-hmm.
0: A slot, eye, but that's fine. Oh, what...
2: God. ...is your recommendation? Let's say that you found
0: yourself wearing... In our shoes. Mm-hmm. How would you get out of those shoes?
2: What situations have you come across where you've already...
0: Uh... All of this is <laughs> happening in character, and he's just looking at you very patiently. Oh, man. Are you asking if I've ever encountered a slot in real life?
2: Yes, and what were the circumstances that you did?
0: I have not. Oh. The slot are an interplanar type of creature. Are they they only appear in this plane if they are summoned or brought through in some way. They come from the elemental plane of Limbo. Ah. Uh,
3: Dude, no, never mind.
0: Um...
2: I'm say it. Okay, okay.
1: Slot. 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 Slot.
0: All this is happening in character. And he just goes, yes, that's that's them. Those are they. Slondi, yes.
2: If you wanted to make one of these, if you wanted to retract, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> contract, how would you do that? Are you talking about you want to make a crystal?
2: No. What tools, what's required for you to complete making one of these
1: you mean like to remove it from one of them or to, yeah,
2: to, to remove it from, from the slot the oh it could
0: be done in any number of ways a powerful enough uh, restoration magic spell um some sort of uh powerful enough conjuration or teleportation spell or just good old-fashioned surgery oh. that is if you can keep the slot alive while it's happening and how does one keep the slot alive? By not killing it. I mean, it's just kind of like any other sort of surgery type deal. Thank, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks, I mean, thanks, I severely thanks. doubt that you're going to encounter any of these. Whoever this powerful wizard is has summoned them and apparently dispatched of them if he's not using these crystals to control the slot they came from. Well, what do you suggest we do? I Besides already staying suggested from, okay, that you with, stay away. Okay, I have no with, other with the, with the knowledge that we're going to do, not that. <laughs> that sounds like that's sort of your own path to walk. Well then, sir, it Are looks you, like we're at a crossroads. Do you want to come watch the show with us? Alex, I feel like it's hitting really fast. We I'll, I'll tell you, you what, I show. was, you know, I, I, I would, but I've got... A very early lecture in the morning, and I don't much care for the theater, so... Well, I actually... Excuse me? What are your office hours tomorrow? Excuse me? (laughs) Uh, You're excused? Get out! (laughs) And he grabs his book, and he goes, um, all right, uh, nice meeting you. Oh, wait, I have a question! Yes! Uh, you said before that Dirk, act well, was, uh, susceptible to some, some sort of divination... Um, I just know what Leon's told me. I, you know what the trinkets were for. Yeah. Uh, I want to mess with him. I don't like him anymore. Uh, what would your suggestion be to cast the divination? Well, if he if he still has uh, some sort of a trinket with anti-divination magic, only a truly, truly powerful seeing oh spell my. would help. A seeing spell? Like what? Well, like a, a spell that allows you to... To uh, there is a spell known as true sight among the uh, the strong. Uh, don't bother at sixth level, he says in character. Uh, I I teach spells in levels, sort of. At my uh, uh, you're you're barely above two, I imagine. Three, but thank you. That's not true. Clay has. I can see just by looking. Slipped
1: into a few state. Clay, Clay, is Clay is just is like not,
0: drooling. Yeah, just well... Okay, and he goes, uh, Well, um, if there are no more questions, good. Okay, I have I a very wait early the lecture. End game when I come back and kick your ass. <laughs> he goes, uh, I'd like to see you try. And he walks out the <laughs> door. Like, oh my God. That's going to be a fun fight. He yeah, walks out the door, the huge. chime goes, and he shuts it. And Leon is just kind of standing there going, uh, Well, that. Um, Got a little more grim than maybe I expected. Uh, I don't I don't like him, Leon. I didn't really think he was going to go all foreshadowy on you, yeah, but, he no, but here bit, we are. Yeah, he's a bit heavier uh, than I really wanted to deal with right now. Yeah, he, um, he, handed you the, he hands you the amulet bag, and he goes... Thank you. You know, he, he is my friend. Yeah, you, yes. Uh, he is my friend, but to be honest, he can be kind of a self-righteous prick sometimes. Um, Leon. I mean, that whole thing seemed kind of pricky to me, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. That, you. Think, did we just agree on something? Thank you. Okay, well, you know what? Tell you what? He's a great guy. Well, Leon, listen. He uh, um, yes. In all seriousness, you've been a great guy. Uh, thank you so much for helping us out with this stuff. Um, I know you said before you didn't want really any compensation, but again, the offer's on the table. If you want anything, if you want me to mess with Dirk Actwell a little bit, I could try to. He goes, uh, well, I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Thank you for trying to help, and I appreciate your offer of compensation. Trying to
1: <laughs> Well, I mean,
0: you didn't, you know, you didn't get the things back, so... Oh, I mean, well, yeah, but well, they're still out run. there, so we'll, we'll keep an eye out. And he goes, oh, well, I, um, I suppose now is as good a time as any to close for the night. Uh, what, say we all head into Town Square for the play? Sounds great. My treat! Ooh! Ooh! ooh. Do you like Dirk Apple? He goes. I. I mean. I don't like his friend. I don't either. But do you like him? I mean, he was. He was fine. Do you want? Uh, and I get out the sign poster of Dirk Dack. Well, do you Just, I'm, I'm cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's put it back. Uh, and you guys want to head back to the town square? Yeah. All right. Want no? The clay is. Do. Yes. Clay do has do nothing. Else Damn to it! Make. What you dumbass? Ah! Uh, I should have made the goddamn asshole fucking wizard's cloak dirty with prestidigitation. Dern.
1: Oh, dern. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he'll so. probably never show up again, right, mm-hmm. Michael? No,
0: he'll never show up again.
1: Never again. Thank God. He
0: was just for exposition. Yeah. And now he, name, his name. What was his name? Uh, his name was Callum. Dean Callum. Dean Callum. Exposition the third. Yes. <laughs> oh, no relation to Basil, Basil Exposition. Exposition. Uh, okay. You guys head back into the town square and you see a small, sparse small. crowd has started to gather in front of the stage. Someone's selling tomatoes. Uh, you know what? There actually are a few carts and vendors sort of yeah. set up around the perimeter. Ooh, what do we got? What do we got? What do they're we got? selling food. They're selling merchandise. There is, is a tomato is cart. Is there a Euro yeah. cart? Uh, yes, but it's not part of the thing. He's just off in of the corner going... What's going on here? God damn. He's just he's just working his shift. He's taking okay. advantage. Uh, Leon goes up and he goes. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I am gonna head in the crowd. Stake us at a good spot. Uh, it's about 20 minutes I think before the show starts. Yeah. So uh, get your snacks now. And he toodles off into okay, the crowd. Okay, you
1: gotta find Garfield
0: then. You wanna find Garfield? Yeah, find Garfield. That All right. Uh, levitate, levitate, levitate. Don't waste your time. Okay. okay. <laughs> You look right. you see a lot of food carts. There's some selling churros and some selling tomatoes. Are there any lasagna carts? There are not. Damn it. I was uh, going to he'd be there. Does it? Okay, here's the thing. Before we go any further, does anybody want any snacks? Yeah, I want to buy it a Euro, finally, since I have 642 gold pieces. Wait, we split it. Yeah, we'll You sp- you oh, we you'll, we'll figure that out in a yeah. second. I still have I it. Know. Whatever. There's three of us. Okay, Maybe you go over and 600. buy it a Euro. You know what that sort of deal is. It's 15 gold. I thought it was 12. It, it's 15. It's... Uh, surge pricing. Damn it. Um okay, okay. clay <laughs> parking only. Clay, what do you want to get? There's some merchandise carts, there's some some snacks. Go clay, on. what sort of snack are you clay, wanting? Clay
1: clay is smelling this cinnamon sugar mm-hmm. thing and just it's it feels like love.
0: Okay. You go over to the nearest cart that has a cinnamon sugar thing and it's a churro cart. Yeah. How many do you get? They go uh, 20. 20? 20. Of you them. fucking do it. It's 5 gold pieces. What a deal! No, what? no, you know what? No, 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 actually, that's two gold pieces.
1: <gasps> what a
0: deal! Those things are so cheap. Um, so cheap. The euros are overpriced. I see your wheels spinning. It's fucking expensive, and I had an I didn't. I'm I'm bad at math. Okay, Apple, Sir Hagen What does Sir Hagen does want? <laughs> what does Sir Hagen does want? I want some fucking merchandise. Okay. Do
1: they have those fans <laughs> that like spray water? On
0: them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they uh, and and on the front they got Dirk Ackwell's like face. I said that he looked like Burt Reynolds. He looks more like Robert Goulet. I don't know who that is. Um, there was those old SNL sketches where uh, Will Ferrell was making fun of him. He was an actor. And he had like this quaff oh, fucking air Oh, 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 I mean, I'm doing the voice kind of. Just, he's Calculon, essentially, oh, yeah. with a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what else is around? Is there any... Um, well, you're dealing with your Euro. Sir so, hagen you want your merchandise. What kind of merchandise are you looking for? Um, Well... So, yeah, you, you also and see the boo- 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 sandwich. Bayless. No, yeah. God, no. Oh. <laughs> you, you also see the A-frame boards, and you remember what the play is. It's Dirk Actwell, One Night Only, in The Fussy Professor. Oh, right, right! The fussy. We haven't talked about that since episode one of this, ep- this chapter. So what kind of merchandise do you want?
2: Um, I... bust I was going to say, is there any... So what? Sort of, uh, hatage. Hattage? Yes. Hattage.
1: Yeah, you, there, a there's a... Uh, is there a trucker hat? Is, is there a haberdasher around? I
0: heart Dirks. There is a... Um, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, one of those little like Irish fisherman's caps. Oh. Like the little like, tiny ones. But on the top, it's just got uh, Dirk Ackwell's face. <laughs> and on the, br- on the brim, it says, The Fussy Professor. <laughs> I, I want buy it. it. I really want it's, buy. it. It's white with blue print. How yeah, much I is need it. it. Okay, need that's... Blue blue uh, Three gold pieces.
3: Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Alright,
0: you take that, you pop it on. Fucking it's great. Awesome. You okay, that. you guys got your snacks and your merch. Uh, and you see <laughs> you see off in the corner <laughs> Is there a pin that I can put in my beard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is actually. It's it's a little acts well. It's a little My one. Colors. It's it's just got a picture of his mustache, like really close up. I'm gonna Hot. take one of those too. That's that's one of his calling cards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you see, sort of among these carts, it's about you know ten minutes to showtime. You see among the carts uh, a small, very shitty looking cart, completely wood, and very you see and it's got a banner in front, like scrawled out in like fantasy sharpie that says Brookstone, and you see Gar- Garfield manning it,
1: <laughs> and oh, he looks he
0: looks incredibly bored.
1: Hey Garf, what's up?
0: Uh, he sees the three of you, and he just, like, he looks a little happier, and he starts calling you over, he starts waving you guys over. Yeah! Hey, we're coming! What's up, Garfield? Like, hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Uh, can I get you guys anything, uh, special? Baby, what you got? Uh, you see on the top of the cart, it's like, Brookstone nonsense. It's not even, like, the goods it's they like sell, it's like... a travel
1: pillow. It's, it's
0: like a coupon book. Oh, And good. a travel pillow, yeah, exactly. And he flips a little switch of the cart, and, like, the display on the top flips <gasps> over... And you see on the other side is a similar display that's showcasing the three magic items that he had in his boutique. Oh, what incredible luck! Uh, there is I wrote them down. There is Thank God. the lens of true sight for yeah. five hundred gold. Yes. There is the backstage pass for one hundred gold. Yes. And the four eyes for two hundred fifty. Yes. yes. What did the four eyes do? Four eyes. They give you a plus two to um, wisdom checks, uh, and they. Uh, once per day you can use them to roll the dice and then decide whether or not you want to do it based on that roll. And and the other ones do? The first one. The lens of True Sight for 30 seconds a day uh, in one burst it's not you can't like break it up into five yeah. seconds over the course of the day you can see things quote unquote as they truly are. Okay. For 30 and, seconds. And I remember there was one that I really really liked. The backstage pass is, it is. Uh, it's a little shitty placard it has the words BS on it, on a lanyard, and it gives you advantage on charisma checks when trespassing. How, how much is that backstage pass? Uh, he goes, that's going to gonna run you 100 Gs, my man. That's it? Yeah. I'm down. Okay, you hand over 100 and gold. Here's two gold for a tip, baby. You hand him over 102 gold, he goes, oh, thanks. Ah. Uh, and he, he slides you the backstage pass on a lanyard. It's, it's not good looking. It's like purple and green coloring. It's fine. It's like bad Nickelodeon. Also, I owe you 200G. I owe you 200D. So you got plus 200, plus 200. So I guess do that now. You guys can also pool your money in any way you want to. Uh... I mean, you have enough to buy all three of them. It just depends on how yeah. you want to sort of split um, up. Because, uh, can I'm, I get you anything else, my man?
2: I want that true shite. It's
0: too bad we don't
2: have more money.
0: That true shite. shite it's true really, shite.
2: It's really shitty that we don't...
0: Uh, no, I just really just want the true you're sight. You're just a piece of crap. I am. I am. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Sir Hagenaz, what is... What, does Clay want the true sight thing also? Or does Clay want the other thing?
1: The, the true sight, and then The, the four uh, eyes. Clay doesn't... I mean, Clay... I don't know. I don't know if Clay
0: You don't know if this is Clay's bears.
1: Yeah, like I don't know. Clay just doesn't deal I wanna don't deal know. with it. Like Clay doesn't I don't know. Clay's don't a very know. simple
0: person. Yeah, I
1: feel like Clay I don't like I feel like Clay feels like they have to buy something, but they don't really want to? No.
0: Alright, I mean You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to.
1: How much is the stuff?
0: Uh, 500 for the lens of True Sight, 250 for the four eyes.
1: I'm fine. You can buy whatever you want, I'm fine.
0: I'm taking that True Sight. Okay, so Hagenaz grabs the lens of True Sight, anybody with the four eyes, or we're just going to leave them?
1: I mean, I guess. <laughs>
0: you don't have to pick anything. I right? I'll, give you, I'll give you some dough, because the only thing I really use money for is euros, so uh, I'll lend you a hundo. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, and dough. Garfield's like, I mean, don't, you know, don't get excited about it or anything. Oh, I, w- I won't. He goes. Um, you know, you know, you know, I love you, man. Eh. Okay, you and uh, so all three of you guys have bought one of these objects. Yeah. Craig's got the backstage pass. Seraphinos has the lens of true sight, and Clay's got the four eyes. Those will, I think, come nicely in handy, especially you know, as a fighter, you can see, you can see into the future, as it were. Oh fuck. Okay. So you guys uh, you guys grab that stuff? Uh, he's like, you want them wrapped, or are you just going to kind of wear them out? Uh, I would like mine wrapped. Okay, he, he's like, I don't have any favor. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you offer it, Garf? I mean... It's polite. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Thanks, no thanks Garf. Just be polite, fucking dick. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. All right. I mean, fine. Hey, Garf? Yeah? Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No, he slaps you. Yep. No, he high-fives you. He doesn't slap you. <laughs> and he goes, uh, well, um... Enjoy the show guys. Thanks. It's supposed to be decent. Eventually, the street lights start going dim, all of the flame street lights, which is weird at once. Uh, and some lights come up on the stage. The crowd goes quiet and you guys sort of assume your spot. Leon got you some fucking choice standing room spots. Damn, Leon how,
1: How'd you get these spots?
0: Like I I you know, I can I just there wasn't many people up top. He does. Thanks. He's like I don't why did I do that? Um, but yeah, you guys, and you guys can kind of, you can, can kind of see, I mean, you guys are up near the front. I mean, it's not going to, it's not an issue for Clay or Craig. Sir hagen does might have to crane a little bit or Yo, get on someone's shoulders. Sir H.D., uh, you want some Why? levitation? I put him on my shoulders. Oh, okay. yeah. And Craig is completely useless. Uh, yeah, so Sir hagen is, like, <laughs> is on, is on Clay's shoulders and it's fucking adorable. Um, Okay. <laughs> so the play begins.
2: Nothing. Nothing. No, there's no Frakes opening the act
0: uh, At rise Dirk Actwell's character The fussy professor oh Sits at a cluttered desk writing feverishly He drops his quill frustrated Oh ye cruel And fickle gods Curse this quill And he throws it And curse these books And he throws them one by one It takes a while And then he puts his head in his hands, and you see a woman enter from the other side of the stage wearing, like, a beautiful dress and a bonnet. And she goes, Professor, what's wrong? Are you all right? And he goes, I know everything there is to know in this world that books may teach me. (laughs) I am the smartest man there is, and yet I am so very bored with this, the life of a scholar. And the woman goes, Professor, don't be so fussy. Why not use your knowledge to help the people of the world? Surely they would benefit from your genius. And the professor goes, but why should I share my brilliance with those who have none of their own? A man who relies on the assistance of others is no man at all. You, a simple woman, would not understand the burden of a brilliant mind oh, such as mine. Geez. How's everybody reacting to this so far? Ugh, uh-huh? not liking it at all. Craig's not having fun. This is no. fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Saraginoss a...
2: is having the time of his fucking life on Clay's shoulders.
0: Clay is having a very <laughs> tough time. Uh, yeah, Saraginoss is a derpy. Uh... I'm a derpy with my fucking hat and my pin. And he uh, he goes. uh derky. She, she she looks at him and She goes. I mean, can you give give me give me a chance, Professor? What's the benefit of learning if you can't share your gift with the world and make it better? And he goes, Bah. As I said, you are foolish. Oh, boy. And I I, I know. He has an idea, and he stands up and points his finger in the air. He goes, I know. I'll venture out into the world and search for something that I do not know. Then I shall learn it. And then I shall know it. And then I shall be even more brilliant and less bored. And the woman starts to protest, but he whisks his cloak on and leaves. And you just see her go, be be, be careful. And the next few scenes show... They're very similar, and it's very long. The next few scenes show the professor coming back from his expedition, talking about what amazing things he learns and what dangers he faced to learn them. And each time he goes to leave and the woman asks him to please stay, it's too dangerous. And each time he comes back, he talks about a new exotic beast he fought and how it nearly killed him. And the woman gets more and more scared each time, begging him not to go, and each time he ignores her. Uh, Craig, unfortunately... You realize that Dirk is really fucking terrible. How does that make you feel? Don't meet your heroes, kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other two, we've already established how they uh, feel. Is her still having fun? Oh, yeah. Hey, yo, Mr. HD. What's up? Remember how, um... Uh... Douchey McNobeard was telling you that, uh, And you see one of the bouncers who's right in front of you go, Shut the fuck up. The play's going on. I'm sorry. I said, do you remember how Douchey McNobeard... And he literally, like like grabs you by the scruff of the collar he goes, We're gonna have a problem. If you keep touching me, we are do you want to do this right now? Yes. I'm Are bored. we rolling initiation? I'm not bored. At at the We're not. Okay, anyway, he just kinda pushes you back and like two eyes on you. And you see I have my dice ready, bro. No, you're not rolling no damn initiative right now. And you you all realize obviously Dirk is very bad. Yeah. And the crowd knows it too. Uh, The one thing that all three of you can actually agree on is that this woman, whoever she is, is fucking phenomenal. Nice. She's, like, amazing. Each time she begs him not to go, you can feel her fear. And each time she cries, you feel her sorrow. Eventually, when the professor leaves, she is just left alone for a very long stretch of time, just silently crying while she tidies up the study. It is honestly touching and beautiful it almost makes you forget that the rest of the play is unwatchable and then Dirk enters again and you remember how bad it is because when he enters this final time he is moaning and wailing as over dramatically as it's possible for a person to. and he collapses on the ground and opens his palm horrified which was clutched over his stomach and you realize it's covered in like the shittiest fake blood you've ever seen it looks like like red paint it's bad uh, and the woman runs to him, cradling him. And he launches into the longest monologue you have ever seen about the dangers he faced and how he very nearly made it out uh, unscathed. And the very last moment of this monologue that is about six minutes long. Oh. Uh, Clay has just collapsed. Craig is falling asleep. Uh, Sir Hawkendoss is still loving it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last lines of this monologue are, Oh. If only I had been content, if only I'd stayed home, if only I'd listened, if only I weren't so... fussy. And he dies. And the woman is just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing as the lights go down. The audience does not react whatsoever. The lights come back up and the woman is standing center stage. And she wipes tears from her eyes and politely bows. The audience goes fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, They cheer and whistle for her, and she bows again. And then Dirk enters from the wings with his arms raised in a victory pose, and the crowd goes silent. It's just me. Yeah, it's does is loving it. Just clapping and cheering. Boo! Uh, hears. He boo, r- Dirk, act well. Yeah, you boo very loudly. More, more Dirk, act bad. And a lot of people are booing too. And boo. you see some tomatoes start flying yes. at Dirk. Yes. They're, all, they're all missing. I Nobody cast can, a magic missile at him. Please do not do this. So. <laughs> um, he, he bows and he blows kisses to the silent, almost crowd, the booing crowd. And he doesn't realize that nobody's cheering him. And then suddenly, like a hologram, Dirk begins to flicker and fade before he completely disappears. And the audience is just like, what the fuck? Like, so confused. The woman steps center stage and grabs the top of her bonnet. She flourishes as she pulls it off her head. It obscures her face for just a minute. But when she flings it away, you see that she suddenly has a mustache. It was Dirk acting all the whole time. Oh my god! And the crowd loses their minds. They're cheering, and he unsnaps the dress he's wearing, and he's wearing, uh, like, an elegant tuxedo. He steps forward, and he keeps bowing and bowing and bowing, and the crowd is losing their fucking shit. And as he stands there bowing, you all get, like, a weird feeling in your stomach. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Like,
0: something isn't quite right. Like, Craig, you know... What it is to disguise yourself using magic, like there's no way this was like practical. Yeah. But you also feel that this is not like the disguise spell that you know. Sir Hagenas is going to take out the lens of true sight. Okay, Sir Hagenas, you put on the lens. You put it up to your eye, and what you see is disturbing and maybe even a little frightening. <laughs> On top of clay. It's <laughs>
1: just freaking out.
0: You're just like dumbstruck <laughs> watching this. What you see standing in the place of the elven man that was on stage is something inhuman. This figure is well over six feet tall, with long, slender arms and legs, and mottled, pitted, sinewy purple skin. Its head is completely devoid of hair, and it has no mouth and slits in place of its nose. Its eyes are large, milky white orbs with no pupils. You are the only one who sees this. And all around you, the crowd cheers.